0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, November 14th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downey. Here's today's headlines. Senate panel starts debate on tax bill. Amendments target estate tax. USA Rice less hopeful on Cuba. The Senate Finance Committee launched debate on a Republican tax bill that could be altered significantly this week to bring its cost in line with Senate rules. Finance Committee Chairman Orrin Hatch opened the committee's markup yesterday, saying that he wanted to give businesses as much certainty as possible. But he said there were a number of unspecified alternatives to fill the necessary gaps. He said he still wants to make sure that the business tax reforms are permanent. Senator Pat Roberts, who's a member of the Finance Committee, as well as being chairman of the Senate Ag Committee, applauded the bill for retaining key agriculture tax benefits while cutting tax rates. The bill would reduce farmers' taxes significantly, according to Roberts. Amendments target estate tax. A number of amendments that committee members say they may offer would affect agriculture or biofuel producers. Senator John Thune, a Republican of South Dakota, has indicated that he may offer an amendment to repeal the estate tax. The bill would double the estate tax exemption, but leave the tax in place. Committee Democrat Tom Carper of Delaware may offer an amendment to remove the increase in the exemption, which is now at $5.5 million for an individual. Farm co-ops urge Senate to spare deduction. Another issue that could be on the table during the Senate panel's tax debate is the Section 199 manufacturing deduction that farm cooperatives pass on to their members. In a letter to the committee, the American Farm Bureau Federation and a variety of commodity groups joined co-ops in arguing that the tax cuts in the bill won't make up for the lost deduction. The letter says farmer-owned cooperatives are not taxed like traditional corporations, so they can't benefit from lower corporate rates like most other industries. Roberts and committee Democrat Debbie Stabenow, Democrat of Michigan, considering separate amendments to deal with the issue. The National Council of Farmer Cooperatives estimated that co-ops pass on about $2 billion in Section 199 deductions to their members. Sue and settle directive slammed by ex-EPAers. Sixty former EPA lawyers have told the agency's administrator, Scott Pruitt, that his sue and settle directive is biased in favor of industry. The directive appears focused on giving industry and states a seat at the table when members of the public try to get EPA to take overdue action to control pollution, while largely ignoring litigation brought by the industry, the lawyer said at a letter dated November 13th. The purpose of the October 16 directive is to end the agency's practice of settling lawsuits brought by environmentalists seeking to force EPA to meet regulatory deadlines mandated at laws, such as the Clean Air Act. But many of the problems outlined by Pruitt, such as a lack of transparency and failure to involve outside stakeholders in settlements, do not exist, the lawyer said. The only way to avoid litigation over requirements that Congress has established for EPA in environmental laws is for EPA to meet its statutory deadlines and fulfill its other duties on a timely basis, the lawyers said in the letter. It is the EPA's failure to comply with legal requirements that is the problem, not the people who sue EPA the courts that hear the suits, or the EPA and Department of Justice staff who faithfully negotiate settlements that provide EPA longer and more flexible schedules than it would receive if there were no settlement. USA Rice less hopeful on Cuba. U.S. rice farmers were optimistic about regaining the Cuban market in recent years as the Obama administration worked to improve relations with the communist island nation. But that optimism is fading. Last week, the Trump administration unveiled new trade and travel restrictions for U.S. businesses, and those have already set back the potential for new business opportunities, according to the USA Rice Federation. USA Rice CEO Betsy Ward said, While we continue to make outreach for eventual rice sales to Cuba, we are disheartened by recent U.S. regulations that appear to stymie progress. Cuba is virtually right next door to the U.S., but Cuban importers buy all of the country's rice from Brazil, Ghana, Argentina, and Vietnam. Exporters in those countries offer credit to Cuban buyers, but U.S. shippers are prohibited from doing so because of government restrictions here. Purdue takes to TV for tax reform. The Republican tax reform effort got a hearty endorsement from Sonny Purdue yesterday afternoon during the Agriculture Secretary's appearance on Fox TV's Your World with Neil Cavuto. Purdue said he's been talking to agriculture producers all across the country, most recently yesterday morning at a dairy operation in upstate New York, and he's hearing the same refrain. Farmers want tax reform, Purdue said, especially relief from the estate tax. The former Georgia governor said he's confident a tax reform bill would eventually be passed, but he's not sure about the timing. Ag trade continues to expand worldwide. For more than two decades, ever since the World Trade Organization completed the Uruguay Round Agreement on Agriculture in 1994, international trade of farm commodities has been growing quickly and steadily by an average of about three and a half percent every year. That, according to a new USDA report, that treaty was instrumental in bringing down tariffs around the globe and spurring the rapid growth of trade in the brink countries, Brazil, Russia, India, Indonesia, and China. While international agriculture trade is more robust than ever, the report stresses that non-tariff barriers like sanitary and phytosanitary restrictions have grown to replace tariffs and slowing down access to foreign markets. The report's authors say the number and stringency of regulations and standards affecting agriculture trade have increased dramatically since the Uruguay Round. Whether they are mandatory government policies or requirements of private firms, these sanitary measures often dictate market access more than tariffs and other traditional trade policies. Rural Water Apprenticeship Program kicks off. CoBank is underwriting $250,000 to help establish a new water pro Apprenticeship Program launched by the National Rural Water Association. Ann Hazlitt, assistant to the Secretary for Rural Development, will attend the ceremonial signing for the program at the Labor Department today. Celebrating Gus Schumacher A memorial service will be held on December 2nd at the National Presbyterian Church in Washington to celebrate the life and achievements of Gus Schumacher. Schumacher, a former USDA Undersecretary for Farm and Foreign Agriculture Services, who was passionate about farmers' markets and finding better ways to provide healthy food to the neediest in society, died September 24th at the age of 77 from a heart attack. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, November 14th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.